Good morning, everybody. And welcome to the highlight of your life. It's called the Coffee with Scott Adams. Many of you have experienced these heights. But for those of you who have not climbed the mountain of the simultaneous sip, well, this will be new and awesome experience for you. And all you need is a cover mug or a glass of tank of jealous stein, a canteen, jug of flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. And uh, join me now for the unparalleled pleasure, the dopamine hit of the day thing makes everything better. It's called the... What is it? The simultaneous sip, yeah. And it's an unparalleled pleasure, really. Dopamine hit of the day, here it comes. Go. Yeah. Mm. Get your inner uh, kitten going there. All right. Well, uh, Elon Musk is, uh, continues to be serious, he says by tweet, about uh, building his own social media platform, uh, maybe with open algorithms and more free speech. So he tweeted uh, that he is serious about that. But do you imagine that he would build one instead of buy one? Why would you build one when you could far more easily buy one, I would think? I don't know. So I wonder if he's on a shopping trip or a building trip. We'll see. If he bought one, he'd have to change it. So we'll see. Well, did everybody hear about the Oscars last night? Huh? Did anybody hear about that? Well, there was a little drama because uh, Chris Rock was hosting and made a joke uh, about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair. You know, she had, her head is uh, bald. And uh, maybe somebody could do a fact check on me. Does anybody know if Chris Rock was aware that she has alopecia, a physical condition where you lose your hair? Does anybody know if Chris Rock knew that? He should have, right? Because that was public? Um, you didn't know, but did anybody know? Yeah, I, didn't, I haven't seen that. That seems rather important, doesn't it? Okay. Well, if you didn't know, alopecia is a condition some people have in which they lose all of their hair. So not just the hair in their head, but basically, you know, eyebrows, everything else. And let me tell you, if you have this condition, alopecia, or any other physical condition, any other physical condition... Do you like it when people make jokes at your expense? Now, here's something not all of you know, and it's important context for this story. Jokes are jokes, right? You don't get mad at a joke. You don't punch somebody over a joke. Am I right? Would everybody agree with that? That you do not resort to physical violence over a frickin' joke. We're all on the same page with that, right? I think so, right? Jokes are jokes. You don't punch people for jokes. Now, what do you do when somebody makes fun of your wife's physical condition and humiliates her in public? Now, answer that question. Separate question. What do you do if somebody publicly humiliates your wife for her physical condition she can't change in public while she's sitting there? Is that a joke? So here's the question. Was that a joke? Well, he laughed, because when you get pointed out, you laugh, typically. 
I mean, you would laugh just for being pointed out, even if you didn't think it was funny, you know. So he was, he was sort of the topic, so he just, you know, he, uh, he had a first reaction. Then he saw her reaction. Because I have to admit, when I first heard the joke, I had to, like, process it a little bit. I was like, what, what's that about? Oh, the hair? Is she in a new movie? Then I thought, was there a new movie I don't know about? G.I. Jane 2 or something? So it took me a while to process the joke. Maybe it took, might have taken Will Smith a beat as well. Now, here's, here's something that a professional humorist knows. Something I know. Somebody told me I didn't understand jokes today on Twitter. Uh, I calculated that I have written uh, something in the neighborhood of 12,000 professional jokes, meaning I got paid for it. 12,000. I know what a joke is. <laughs> I kind of do it for a living. <laughs> really. Now, here's a rule for humor. Did you know that all humorists get canceled if they make fun of somebody's health condition that they can't change? Did you know that? You can still get away with, and I'm not sure you should, but you can still get away with mocking people for things that maybe they could change, such as weight. I'm not so sure people can change weight. That's a question about free will and, and addiction and all, all kinds of things. So that's a sort of a philosophical question. But that's, that's the only gray area. Let me tell you what's not a gray area. Mocking somebody for a physical condition they can't change. How many people here, and I'm actually genuinely curious, so I'm not, uh, I'm not playing you. This is genuinely curious. How many of you think that a joke about somebody's physical health that they can't change should be, let's say, socially allowable under the, uh, under the condition that it's just a joke? How many of you would be okay with that as just a joke? Physical condition. Some of you would be. Yeah, under the, under the guise of free speech. Now, well, hold on. Yeah. Now, I suppose it also depends. Okay. Now, is making fun of somebody's physical condition when they're in the room the same as making fun of it when they're not in the room? Not really. <laughs> it's not really the same. I mean, they're, you could, they're the same in some ways. All right, so I see there's great disagreement here. But let me tell you, despite your, your, uh, your belief of what should be, let me explain to you from the perspective of a professional humorist, that would be me. Let, me, let me tell you what the rule is. If you make fun of somebody's physical condition that they can't change, there's going to be some severe pushback. Did everybody know that? How many of you knew that every time, no exception, if you publicly make fun of any group's or person's physical condition that they can't change, there will be severe pushback every time? How many knew that? Every time. There's no exception to that. Now, how do professional humorists learn not to make the mistake that Chris Rock made? Now, he might not have known it was a physical condition, so that's, that's a separate question. Every humorist knows that. Every, everybody who's worked for a while knows you just don't do that. And if you do, you're going to pay for it, and you're not going to be happy about it. There, there's nobody who thinks the joke is worth it. If, if you do it for a living, that kind of joke, never worth it, no matter how funny it is. Now, the other thing that Chris Rock got wrong, and he really got this wrong, 
and this is, this is a hard rule of humor, the funnier the joke, the more you can get away with. Would you agree? The funnier the joke, the less people are going to be offended, because then they really see the joke part. If the joke is weak, then the offensive part looks bigger than the joke. That's what he did. So Rock made the mistake of having a bad joke about the worst thing you could joke about, a physical condition, while the person's right in the audience. It's pretty bad. Now, how many of you would recognize the following quote? This is something that somebody said. See if you can identify who said it. The quote is, uh, oh, there's a reason. You're just not supposed to do it. Oh, there's a reason. You're just not supposed to do it. Who said that? That's what Chris Rock said in a stand-up special about hitting women. That's what he said. He said said that uh, when men hit women, everybody says you're not supposed to do it. And then Chris Rock jokes, oh, there's a reason. You're just not supposed to do it. They say there's no reason to do it. So keep in mind that Chris Rock has a, a little history about uh, thinking that there might be some places that somebody deserves to get hit. I mean, he said that in public. There are situations in which you deserve to be hit, but you shouldn't be. So he's, he's not in favor of violence, let me be clear. He just thinks there might be a situation where maybe you should be. Um, I, I think this, this question was really a... Uh, like a Rorschach... Uh, somebody on Twitter said this. A Rorschach test about the viewer... The whole Will Smith thing is really about you, isn't it? It's almost not even about them. It's about how you processed it. I'll tell you how I processed it, but I'm not going to try to impose my opinion of this event on you. Would we all agree there's no reason to impose my opinion about this on you? But I'll tell you what it is. I have a public opinion and a private opinion. My public opinion is this. This is no call for violence. There's no excuse for violence in this situation. Everybody good? Everybody good? That's my public opinion. Publicly, uh, violence is disavowed. I think you're all comfortable with that. Now, let me me give you my private opinion. (laughs) I'm completely happy with it. Completely happy. Here's what I saw. Number one, the question, was it a real slap? I think 100% yes. Now, I looked at the situation, I looked at the reactions of the people. Yeah, that was real. So if you think it wasn't real, you're in a whole different world than I am. I suppose anything could be fake, but I don't see it. That looked as real as anything could look. Number two, it was a slap, not a punch. Can I explain things to the maybe the female viewers here? Something that the men can understand a little bit better. If you punch a man, you're trying to hurt him. Am I right? If you punch a man in the face, you're trying to hurt him. If you slap a man in the face, especially in front of other people, you're trying to humiliate him. Am I right? That, if you could read Smith's intention... He wasn't trying to hurt him. He was trying to humiliate him. Now, is it fair to humiliate somebody 
in response to someone humiliating your wife, not only in public, in front of the world, but in front of all of her peers. If you said no, I would, I would uh, respect your opinion. But if you said yes, I would also respect your opinion. Can I do that? Can I respect both opinions? I think I can. Because, you know, they both are based on reason. To say there should never be a good reason for violence, that's a, that's a good philosophical stand. But what did you and your spouse say about it in private? I'll bet your spouse said something like, good. <laughs> and I bet a lot of you said in private, yeah, good. Didn't you? Now, if you process this as a punch, then I think, I think it would be reasonable to have a different opinion. If you processed it as him giving humiliation for humiliation, and you understand that Rock crossed the line for humor, right? There, there is a well-defined social box for humor, and Chris Rock went outside it. Now, I don't object to people going outside the box. That's not the problem. Because humorists go outside the box, they test things, they get, they get slapped, they go back, right? They're, so you should have some kind of creative tension at the corners. That's okay. But the only way the whole system works is if Will, is if Will Smith slaps Chris Rock in public. Let me tell you something that Jordan Peterson said a while ago, and I hope I'm getting this right. Can somebody do me a fact check on this? Because I'm not 100% right that I'm going to represent his opinion. Because when you represent the opinions of people who are smarter than you are, it's pretty hard because <laughs> they usually have a little nuance that you're not catching on to. But I believe that Jordan Peterson has, some, has said something roughly like this, that the implied violence of men, implied violence, you know, the... The, the risk of it, is the only thing or, or, or important element of keeping civilization together. You couldn't have a civilization without the continuous, ever-present risk of male violence. And it's one of those things that you don't think about too much. But when he says it, you go, you know, there isn't anything that would work without the ever-present, continuous threat of male violence. Here's a little uh, parlor trick for you. Next time you're in a car, and let's say you're not driving, and somebody tailgates you, pulls right up to your bumper. And it's not really a situation where that's called for. You know, in some situations, you can see why people be in a hurry or whatever. But it's not called for. It's just pure, um, it's just pure tailgating. Now, ask yourself, what is the likelihood that the tailgater is male or female? Answer the question in the... So that's all you know. Somebody's tailgating you. There doesn't seem to be a reason. Is the driver male or female? Interesting. You have different opinions. The answer is female. At least around here. And maybe it, maybe it differs by area. But where I am, tailgaters are mostly female. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because if a man tailgates me, I'm going to fuck him up. Maybe. You don't know. There, there's an implied risk of male violence. Have I ever done anything a little bit violent because somebody tailgated me? Yes. Yes, I have. <clears throat> I, I have resorted to violence. 
the threat of violence when somebody tailgated me. More than once, actually. Several times. I'll tell you how I do it. If somebody tailgates me and they go a little bit too far, I pull over immediately. And as soon as they go by, I pull back in, and I pull right up to their bumper, and I stay there until they get off the road. I have literally driven people off the road for tailgating me. Several times, actually. Now, it's not actual violence. It's the threat of violence. And let me tell you, if a woman tailgates you (laughs) and you get off the road and tailgate her in return, she doesn't like it at all. I'm not going to follow them home, but they get off the road. Do they learn their lesson? I don't know. Somebody says it's not wise. You're right. You're right. Is it smart? Absolutely not. Do I recommend doing what I did? Absolutely not. It's maybe one of the dumbest things you could ever do. But it's also what keeps the civilization together. The implied violence of men is the only reason anybody does anything they're supposed to do. (laughs) It's the only reason. Otherwise, everybody would just do what they could get away with, period. The reason that a woman is safe walking anywhere is because men will go kill you if you fuck with her. You don't know who, but a man will show up. It's going to happen, right? So here's my take on Will Smith. Will Smith kept the system running. Will Smith acted the way the system wants him to act. Not, you know, I'm not saying violence is good. This is going to be a nuance that's hard, maybe hard to explain. Violence is not good. I, I, don't, I don't support it at all. The threat of male violence, when people leave, a, leave a, their zone of reasonableness, is very important. The entire society re- relies on it, really. But the individual you know, anecdotal examples could be terrible. I'll agree with you on that. All right. Um, here's what I do not predict. I do not predict that Chris Rock will defend his joke beyond today. Does anybody want to take the bet? Now, when, it, when the event happened, he tried to defend his joke as being about the movie, not about the person. But, of course, that was craven cowardice and bullshit. It was about the person. It was not about the movie. <laughs> it was about both, but it was clearly about her as well. Now, here's my prediction. Because Chris Rock is a professional, he knows that when you cross the line into making fun of somebody's physical, unchangeable condition, that if you get, this, if you get yourself slapped, you should not have been surprised. Am I right? So here's my weird prediction. I don't think Chris Rock will give himself a pass after he processes it a little bit. What do you think? Scott's missing the big picture. I don't know. Maybe you could tell me what the big picture is. So, uh, so, let, so let's see if that happens. I think that Chris Rock will offer an apology, not to uh, Will Smith, but to Jada Pinkett Smith. I think he'll offer an apology. And I think he won't defend his joke. Now, I'm not sure if he knew she had alopecia. So without knowing that, you can't really judge it at the same way. right? That'd be very different. But I think he did, because otherwise the joke didn't make sense. I think he must have known. Um, Here's my take on Will Smith. No matter what people said about condemning him or not, we are also biological creatures. 
And if you, if you listen to what people say and you ignore their biological reality, you'll be very surprised. For example, how many women will say, my God, that Will Smith is an animal and he should be condemned? At the same time, I'm being turned on by him. Let's be honest. How many women were turned on by seeing this man literally slap the shit out of somebody for insulting his wife in public? Yeah, you know you heard this at home, didn't you? (laughs) Didn't you? (laughs) I'll bet at home when nobody's listening, your wife said, you know, he just just got a little bit sexier to me. I'm sorry, because we have two things running. We have our biological selves, which kind of liked it, your biological self liked it. Your social self, the, the constructed you, had to say, no, violence, no, no violence. Blah, cannot have violence. But it wasn't violence. It wasn't. Uh, by the way, can the men back me up on this? If, if the women think that was violence, let me ask just the men. Men only, was that violence a slap? Uh, I didn't see it as violence. No. It was humiliation. That's what it was. It was a bigger guy humiliating a smaller guy. Was it fair for Will Smith, a bigger guy, to humiliate a smaller guy in that situation? Sure. <laughs> yep, yep. Because he was paying him back in kind. He gave it back. He gave back what he got. A little bit of humiliation in public. I was actually completely happy with it. Somebody says assault is violence. No, assault, by definition, is not violence. Violence is violence and assault is assault. So look up the definition. The definition of assault is actually misleading. It doesn't mean you hit somebody. So you can assault somebody without actually harming them in any way. Assault is about the the intention, I guess. That's not the right way to say it. Yeah, battery battery is when you hurt them. Assault is when you're... You know, getting ready to, I guess. I'm not sure of the best definition. All right. Um, I don't think it matters that Will Smith first laughed at it, somebody's saying, because I think that was like a not knowing what to do reflex or something. And maybe he saw his wife's reaction. Um, Will Smith is being called a cuck today because they have an open relationship, and I don't really understand that. They have an open relationship publicly. How does that make him a cuck? <laughs> Doesn't that make it just an open relationship? Am I wrong? I don't know. <clears throat> so my take is that Will Smith had a good night. He not only won an Oscar, he bitch-slapped the guy for humiliating his wife, which is a good look. Um, and, of course, he'll, be, uh, he'll have to be torn and, uh, what do you call it, uh, you know, he'll have to be dragged today. Um, who wasn't open. You, you don't know anything about the personal life of celebrities. So somebody's arguing with me about the exact timeline and of you know who did what and was it an open relationship. You don't know anything about their relationship. <laughs> you know nothing about it. <clears throat> so any assumption you have about what their dynamic was is just dumb. If there's anything you know, it's all our news is fake. And celebrity, celebrity news is the fakest of the fake, right? So you shouldn't make any assumption about that. All right. Um, yeah, and then Chris Rock 
made somebody's fun of somebody's physical condition. He made a bad joke. His bad joke is the one that will get more attention than any good joke he's ever made. And then he got bitch slapped uh, on national TV. I think that I think Chris Rock had a worse night than Will Smith. Agree or disagree? In my opinion, Chris Rock had the worst night compared to. Agree? Uh, I figure I get lots of disagreement. Yeah, agreement, disagreement. People are all over the board. Yeah, and I'm going to second a statement here. Alopecia is not funny. Do you get that? It it seems funny to you. Ha ha, somebody lost their hair. And I'm not talking about, you know, my normal male pattern baldness, which is not a big deal. But if... Do you think that any woman, let me ask this, do you think any woman is sort of, oh, it's just alopecia, it's no big deal? I have to think, man or woman, really. I mean, gender doesn't matter as much. But uh, what is that? Chris got publicly schooled, yes. Somebody says she doesn't have it. Well, she said she did. All right, enough about that. Uh... (laughs) The best tweet on this was from uh, Machiavelli, Machiavelli's Underbelly. He said, the reason I knew the whole Will Smith Oscar slap was not a planned liberal hoax, and I haven't even seen it, is that it didn't make, a Republic, didn't make Republicans look bad, it didn't make Zelensky look like a hero, and it didn't further the racial divide in America. Oh, well, I guess that tells you it was real. All right. Um, there's a candidate in uh, Virginia, I think, uh, whose name was, uh, didn't write it down. Didn't write it down. <laughs> I'm not sure it matters. But he's got a message uh, that says, uh, we cannot lose this generation to the mind control poison that has permeated our schools. Now he's talking about, I don't know, critical race theory and overwokeness, I guess. But I was uh, drawn to his framing. He's calling it mind control poison. That's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good in terms of persuasion. Uh, mind control poison sounds way better than uh, we don't believe that the theory of critical race theory should be. Yeah, uh, here's not Marxist. Marxist theories is just useless as a as a uh, attack. <clears throat> if you say to the left, "Oh, stop teaching your Marxist stuff." will say, I'm not even sure what that means. So calling somebody a Marxist, I don't think has any impact. I've never seen that make any dent at all. But if you say that the the school is engaged in mind control poison, then you've got a conversation. Yeah, mind control poison. That's pretty good. Because it's visual in a way. Because you imagine somebody taking poison and laughing. So, so this is one of those verbal things that creates a, a visual and therefore is good persuasion. All right. Um, Rasmussen asked this question. Uh, I'm summarizing the question, but they asked if people agreed with the Biden administration. Uh, did they agree that the Biden administration is making a colossal mistake in thinking that it can protract the war in Ukraine, bleed Russia dry, topple Putin and signal to China uh, to keep its hands off to Taiwan. So in other words, does it look like Biden is doing the right thing by doing what will extend the war as opposed to 
you know, maybe making Zelensky uh, give up easily. And 50% of the people agreed that, uh, that Biden is making a colossal mistake in dragging out the war. 35% disagreed. So they think he's doing... 35% think it's a good idea to do what he's doing. Make the war last a long time, be costly, tell China it's not going to work in Taiwan. Um, I don't know, what do you think? First of all, was this always the strategy? Now, I've been saying since the beginning it looks like the strategy is to bleed Russia the way Afghanistan um, bled uh, the Soviet Union. So... It does look like that is the strategy. Now, you can't tell, because I'm not sure that the government needs to tell you their strategy when it comes to do with security. You know, that, that's the one area where I go, I think, well, maybe you could lie to us about that, as long as you're doing the job. You know, if lying helps, then just do the job as well as possible, because I want to be protected. But, you know, you can't tell when they're doing it for your benefit. That's the problem. So... Um, I would say that our strategy is to do these very things. Bleed Russia dry, topple Putin. I think that's a maybe. They don't care. As long as they bleed Russia dry, they don't care if they topple Putin. Maybe it's better if he's just weakened. And signal to China to keep its hands off Taiwan. That thing I think we do need. So I'm going to agree that if you based it on what it looks like, and based on what we're doing, it looks like the strategy. It looks like the strategy is just to bleed Russia. Um, Is it working? If that's the strategy, is it working? It might be. You know, you never know, because we might be bleeding ourselves worse than they're bleeding. Um, I don't think Russia is going to collapse. It's just going to take some pain, and then it looks like probably win. (laughs) So I think that from Putin's perspective... It doesn't matter how many people he loses. It only matters if he wins. And I think he can tell a story now that looks like it's going to win. So um, did you hear that Ukraine, I guess Zelensky has said that uh, Ukraine is ready to accept neutral non-nuclear status. Neutral means no NATO, no probably no offensive weapons, and no nuclear weapons. And that's pretty much what Russia was asking for. So are you telling me that we got dragged into a war that's going to send the world into a depression so that Zelensky could negotiate to get what was really should have been the first offer? That should have been the first offer. Neutrality. Who in the hell talked them out of neutrality? Biden, right? (laughs) You have to think that only America pushed Ukraine into fighting. I feel like Ukraine would have just said, hey, hey, how about neutrality? And then Russia would say, oh, shoot, we can't attack them if they're offering neutrality. So I guess Afghanistan, when the Soviet Union was in there, they lost 15,000 dead over however many years they were there, whereas Ukraine, they may have lost 15,000 already. And so the thinking is that if you lose a war, your leadership is doomed. But if you win the war, it's probably not going to matter how much it costs, as long as you win. And I don't know. I don't think I've ever hated Ukraine more than today. (laughs) Because I feel like Ukraine, uh, but maybe the United States forced their hand. That's very possible. 
So maybe, maybe I should hate the United States government first. Um, I say that because I think Ukraine is not engaged in a honest fight. It, it feels like there's just something going on here that we don't fully understand, and I would imagine it has to do with American pressure and how much control we have over Zelensky. So I don't think there are any winners here. Um, did you see the videos, and I hope you don't, of uh, Ukrainians torturing Russian captives, torturing them to death. Now, I'm not going to explain the specific nature of the torture because I don't want it in your head. Um, Somebody said it was fake. didn't look fake to me. But I don't know where it came from or anything else. And uh, it could be fake. By the way, we, we should always be alert that no matter how real it looks, it could be fake. Um, but to me, it looks like Ukrainians uh, torturing. And who knows what's true, right? Who knows what's true? But it sure looked real. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like you could hate everybody in this war. I, I think both sides have given us something to, to hate. But I guess, I guess we have some national interest in backing one side over the other. What if what if Biden is waiting for Russia to get rid of all the Nazis? Do you ever think of that? Because one problem of controlling Ukraine is that they got a bunch of Nazis. It's like how do you, how do you support the Nazis if you're supporting the government? What happens if Russia goes in and kills all the Nazis? Can we support Ukraine better then? <laughs> Probably. So one of the weird outcomes might be that Ukrainian gets denazified because there are actual Nazis. So if Putin does that, it's definitely going to be a point for him. Let's see. All right. Today was a uh, slow news day. Is there any story I missed that you would like a comment on? Oh, and also, uh, let me mention, because I don't know if I've ever mentioned that, the Ukrainian shelling of the Donbass, if I have that right, are the Ukrainians the good guys? I don't think there are any. It, it looks like all bad guys fighting, but, but we have national interest, perhaps, in one side winning. Yeah, to me, it looks like all bad guys, honestly. Um, so somebody's saying that what it means to be a Nazi in uh, Ukraine means you're anti-Russian. It doesn't mean the same thing. Eh, <laughs> Eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand the point that they're fighting for a Jewish leader. In a way, I mean, maybe they're vote, maybe they're really fighting for themselves, and they just are on the same side. But I don't know. There's something that's not adding up there in Ukraine. Like a lot of it. Oh, where is Fauci? I think Fauci just earned a vacation. I think that's all that's going on. No, they really like Nazis. Yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine that they're only play-acting at being Nazis. <laughs> You're saying Zelensky is a Jew by name only? Well, I'm not sure that counts to Nazis, does it? All right. Um, no Vax talk today? I don't. 
Well, the, the only vax talk is, uh, was it United Airlines who has dropped the vac- vaccination requirement? So I think the news on um, vaccinations is just going to be that the mandates are going to start dropping. China lockdown, I don't know, I'm not hearing much about it. Um, Biden seizing wealth of the... Uh, yeah, we've talked about that. What's this? Uh, it was a palm strike and not a slap, which can easily KO a man. Yeah, but it didn't. So, you know, I, 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 get, the, I get the difference. So I get the difference that um, if you slapped hard enough and the person slapping is big enough, you could do damage. But since damage was not done, we might assume that that was, that was the amount of force he meant to use. Um, Hangman's work on Mexican Bridge? What? Is the vehicle shortage real? Yes. If you've tried to buy a vehicle, there's definitely a shortage. How do we know physical damage was not done? We don't know that, but um, there's no report of it. So it's the absence of evidence for it is all we have. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the vehicle shortage is very real. Wouldn't have slapped Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. If Smiths had, if the Smiths had walked down, it would have been. Well, remember he was up for an Academy Award. I guess that would have been more impactful. But I think you need to go up and get your award. Um, somebody's dealership is overflowing. They say. Uh, Rock's jaw looked askew. Well, he kept talking, so it couldn't have been that better. Look up uh, Gervais' reaction, Ricky Gervais. What did Ricky Gervais say? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it was funny. I will look up that. Um, when are you starting your stories? Well, I'll do that uh, for my evening broadcast. Turns out I have a lot of stories. <laughs> Boy, do I have a lot of stories. <laughs> you should hear the stories I can't tell you. If you think the stories I tell you are good, just imagine the stuff I don't tell you. <laughs> Coffee. Oh, okay, that's funny. C-O-U-G-H-Y. Okay, that's, that's good. That's good. Coffee. Uh, locals or YouTube or both? When I do the evening shows, I only do those on Locals because the content is, let's say, not as YouTube-friendly as it could be. Uh, We'd be having a different conversation if Will Smith were white. True. (laughs) True enough. Are you ruling out uh, Chris Rock being in on it? Yes, I am ruling that out. Um, In fact, if he were in on it and he allowed him to hit hit him that hard... Oh, somebody says, what if Jada did the slap? No. I, well, I still would have been in favor of it, I guess. But I don't know. It's better if her man did it. Oh, Gina Carano has been brought back for Mandalorian Season 4. Really? Interesting. <laughs> Mike Tyson said, 
social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> so that's Mike Tyson basically agreeing with uh, uh, Jordan Peterson. Did, did you ever think you'd see that in one day? I mean, why not? I mean, there, there's no reason he wouldn't. But, but the, uh, the Mike Tyson version of it is like the, uh, let's say, the street version of what Jordan Peterson is saying. The implied risk of male violence is the only thing holding society together. And that's basically what Tyson is saying in his, uh, in his Tyson way. Um, does Robin Givens have a statement to make? What? Watch the Ricky Gervais and then do a report. All right, I will. Uh, oh, Jordan Peterson says there's no cost for rudeness and disrespect. Well, yes. Switchblades. Are you talking about the drones, the switchblades? How many of you... Let me ask you this question. How many of you think that the Ukrainians are using some, maybe not widespread, but some technology that we're not hearing reported about and that is working? Probably. Probably some. Even if, the, even if it's just communication or something. Yeah, it seems likely. Um, we'll find out about that. All right. Uh-huh. A switchblade switch is like a hand grenade that you can throw for miles. What does the cartoonist think about Tesla stock? Um, well... Here's what I think. I, I own Tesla stock, first of all, so full disclosure, I own Tesla stock. And I bought it when I heard the following. Um, I heard this from Adam Scrabble. Um, that uh, Tesla is a, uh, an energy play, not a car play. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, shoot, it is. It's an energy play. And it's the, probably the energy source, you know, the, especially the battery part. I think the battery part and then the solar part will be gigantic. So uh, to me, it's not about how many cars they sold. It's about whether he's created an, an environment which makes the battery business make sense. And it does. Um, Oh, here's the Ricky Gervais. All right, I'll look it up. Ukraine is texting Russian soldiers to ask them to surrender. Elon has COVID again, really? How, how, here's a question for you. How in the world have I not gotten COVID? How many of you have never gotten COVID? I feel like everybody got it but me. Yeah, okay, a lot of people never got it. I mean, statistically, I should be seeing lots of people, yeah. Not yet. Makes me wonder um, if, the, if there's something about me or something about the virus and me. Do you think it's just a lack of exposure? No, you know, but, I, but I, I've had enough exposure since Omicron. I definitely would have been exposed to Omicron. Like, you know, Omicron's everywhere. So how did I not get Omicron, at least? I mean, I understand how I didn't get the first version. I stayed home. 
Yeah, yeah I think maybe cannabis is protective. I actually wonder that. Uh, all right, look, let, me, let me ask a new question. This is a very specific question. Is there anybody here who's a chronic, meaning every day, smoker of cannabis, let's say a legal user, is there anybody who smokes pot every day and also got COVID? No, hold on, and also got COVID. Two things. You've got to be... Uh, okay, I got some yeses. Oh, lots of yeses, okay. I would consider that question uh, asked and answered. Yeah, okay. So it is not protective anecdotally. I mean, it's not a research study, but anecdotally there are lots of people who have smoked all day and got COVID. Huh. You're a bit of a recluse? Well, I'm more of a recluse than most, but certainly every member, every person I talk, every person I deal with um, has been exposed to it somehow. All right. That is all. <clears throat> Do you know? I No, I haven't had my antibodies tested, so that's a good point. I, I, I might have had it and don't know about it. That is totally possible. All right. That's it for today. Bye-bye, YouTube. I'll see you tomorrow.